Hello, and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk animated shows and movies here, especially Miraculous Ladybug and the Owl House. But today, we are talking about the Disney Channel show Amphibia, which just had its finale as of this recording less than 24 hours ago. I'm your host, Alex Bonilla, and today I'm joined by Ali Martin. Hello! And Michelle Ander. Hey! Uh, if you are interested in hearing our previous Amphibia discussions, we've actually been doing that on our own for Season 3 on the Amvidia YouTube channel, if you want to mm-hmm. go find that, A-M-V-I-D-I-A. Uh, but, Thank you uh, for spelling but, it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's important. Uh, but, important. It, but since this is the finale, we've been given the opportunity to do it here on the Overly Animated feed as well. So we hope that anybody who's listening has enjoyed along with us uh all of the stuff that's happened in Amphibia. And uh, yeah, there is a a lot to to cover, um, a lot to recover from uh, emotionally (laughs) and mentally in a lot of ways. In process. And and yeah, just a a lot of uh, different topics and uh, themes to to cover um, in the aftermath of uh, All In, which was, uh, well, the hardest thing and All In, which were the main uh, big finale episodes that have come out in the past uh, couple of weeks. So I suppose that given there's so much to talk about, we'll begin with general thoughts before diving into more specific themes. So I guess, uh, Michelle, we'll, we'll go to you first. Um, what are your, again, we, we've had less than a day to recover from this, but like, what yes. are your like general feelings, thoughts, uh, the th- things about the ending you liked or favorite moments? Like what, what's like your, your immediate feelings right now? I'll start with general thoughts. I I'll be honest, I was very sad yesterday after this aired. Um and that's not because I don't think it's a fitting ending. I think it's very satisfying, but it's, it is very bittersweet that Anne is as far as we know, <laughs> presumably at this point never going to see the planters again, never going to go to amphibia again. And she's made peace with that, and, and Sprig has made peace with this, and everyone's just like the the ten year time skip really got to me, and just oh man, it's so good though because I feel like that that says so much about the 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 point of you know that that friendship and that growth experience, and and things are always changing, and people don't stay in your life forever, but they still left a very strong impression and they still matter so much to you and that won't change. And it's just, ah, like part of me wants to be sad, but part of me also knows that this, this was the ending that made sense and felt right, you know? So I guess it's just kind of balancing those (laughs) dueling emotions. I I don't know. I feel like I'm going to feel less sad in a week than I do right now, (laughs) but I do still feel like really sad when, when Anne was walking to the portal and she, like, had that really intense, like, s- I think I wrote in the outline, it was, like, the swirl <laughs> hug animation because I didn't know what else to call it. But, like, they, like, lovingly animate them hugging from, like, a 360 angle. And, I mean, then she lets go of his hand and, and it's just such a big deal. That really got to me. But, I mean, it seems like they're both doing pretty great on their own, you know, and they both impacted each other's lives in this very strong, profound way. And I love that for them. I love that for the other two girls. I love that for all, like, Grimes and, like, the the, the, the canon Ulivia that was fantastic. So, I mean, it was, 
it was a good thing. I'm sad that it's over, but also it had to end sometime. And ending this way feels really <laughs> very satisfying. And like I said, in a week, I'll probably be less sad than I am right now, but I'm pretty sad right now. This is fresh. That, that's a good summation. I think all of us are going to have to be, uh, uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to speak for Allie, but I'm also like in a point of like trying to balance my feelings right. between like happy, yeah. happy with how it ended and sad that it ended because yeah. I have been enjoying this so much. But um, at, at, before yeah. I go deeper, uh, Allie, how, how are, how, where, where, where are your emotions at right now? <laughs> In the devastating pit of despair, honestly. I mean, <laughs> like, <if we're laughs> tell us more. As y'all, because you know we were all there. It was so well done and tugged at all of the best strings. It was everything. It was like action-packed, beautiful, emotional, and also very, um, what's the word? Very cathartic to see a story about change told in the way that it was and yeah. just. And the way that it did, uh, obviously there's, you know, we're very sad that Anne and Sprig have not been in contact and like that she may never go back to Amphibia again, but it really fits the story. Like I, I, I also love that they've gone into like the things and the fields that they're in because of each other. Like Anne is into her hepa, what is the term? Hepa, her herpetologist. <laughs> she is studying <laughs> amphibians. Yeah, Sprig. And Sprig is an adventure because of Anne and they can't yeah. see each other. Like, it genuinely pains me that it's implied that they can't see each other again. But it's also implied that, like, you know, a portal can be made. So, you know, whatever. Um, my my general thoughts are tears, emotions, um, very bittersweet, like Michelle said. But it felt very natural in a, in, in a way that, like, demonstrates the show's heart and, like, the ultimate theme that change is the hardest thing. It's not saying Worcestershire. It's actually saying goodbye. Um and but change is good. It's necessary. Like Leaf also said, I think. Yeah, Leaf said it and said yeah. it. It's it's very important and it's realistic. Um we could definitely get into also the trio's relationship. I'm definitely going to get into it because mm. I have a lot of thoughts, yeah, but what? um I I think it's done very well, pretty much perfectly. And my hot take that I've also been seeing floating around the internet is that it's has the most satisfying ending a goodbye since Gravity Falls. That's that's my Ooh. hot take. Um, I love it. I want to rip my hair out and um, stab my eyeballs because I, ne- I will never watch another new episode of Amphibia again, mm-hmm. at least not for a while. But mm-hmm. it, like in the word and the wise words of Matt Brealy this morning on Twitter, don't puke because it's over. Puke because it happened. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the many iconic things he was churning out in the last twenty-four hours. I and agree. nerds are real. Nerds are real. So okay, everyone, this is very important. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're gonna cover this in the general thoughts section. Of course, the term nerds like hours before Matt canonized it into our collective being. So props to Ali for thinking of nerds. <laughs> Yes, thank you. And also props to just everyone who worked on this show. Thank you. Nice. If you're listening, I hope you are. And I also hope you're not because I'm really emotional. But thank <laughs> you for everything you did. Also, you fan artists are insane. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it, it like Alex has said, it hasn't even been 24 hours. And there's so much amazing works out there already. I want to die. Back yeah. to you. Uh, j- just for a quick clarification, Snurd is the snail bird <laughs> offspring of Bessie oh, the God, snail yeah. and Joe Sparrow the oh, sparrow. We should also point out if you have not <laughs> seen, if you haven't seen the last like five amphibia episodes, get away from this page and go watch it and come back. 
Well, I'm just saying the snurd was like five what? seconds. Like, Snurds are important. The Joe Sparrow Bessie slow burn on your own time. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. worth it. Snurds are important lore for Amphibia now. It's canon. So I, I will say that like in terms of my emotions, like my previous bar for reaction to like the show ending is was Steven Universe because yeah. like that was the show that was most important to me for a long time and I remember, you know, the uh, the the joy and pain of that ending. But la- last night, watching the amphibia finale, I, I was making a lot of noises, <laughs> of just like taking it all in. And I was rewatching it this morning too, and like I made even, I was like even more in pain and in joy. Like this honestly got like the biggest reaction out of like any ending that I've watched in my uh, short, relatively short time watching animation. So like that, this has uh, been a very meaningful journey. And rewatching the pa- the past couple of episodes in the lead up to this definitely uh, hammered home how yes. much they wanted you to get the theme of like accepting change and like rolling yeah. with it and accepting that like thing. It, it, even th- even if you are happy with how things are right now, you can't expect that to hold forever and mm-hmm. to be prepared and ready for when. You have to let go. So, and like that, is, per- personally speaking, that is a theme that really hits hard for me. And so, like, oh, watch- me as well. Watching, watching, and you know, go go through those, uh, like, you know, slowly get to that point, as well as everyone around her, right? Uh, like, it, it just, it was, it felt so, so meaningful, so well done, and like so effective. Uh, and so, like, it's it. it uh, it definitely nails the bittersweetness and me- melancholy that I, I think they were they were going for. And on top of the emotions, like to also just to say, like it's a very beautiful f- uh, finale in terms of animation. Lots of uh, good action, oh, yes. uh, action sequences that I'm sure we'll talk about uh, here in the hardest thing and all in and all, uh, all these episodes leading up. Like they really put their full effort into giving uh, Amphibia as much life as possible in, in that sense. Um, but um, yeah, and also like just at the same time, like watching watching Amphibia live, like the swerves that were happening too, like things that were unexpected, but like it somehow fit with the with the overall theme and feeling of the story. It like helped all that also kind of helped to like get reaction out of me, like that. How how did we end up here? But also cool, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah, like, but uh, also that, cool. This is unexpected. Yeah, so like that 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 like was an added uh, uh, like emotion that I was working through um so yeah this the the the, the amphibia finale was incredible and I am uh, happy uh, I'm happy to talk about it more with you too um so I, I I suppose we can begin talking a little bit about uh you know the overall theme of change in, in terms of uh, Ali mentioned the, the relationship with the trio because yes. the, this show has always had Anne as the main character, but over the course of the show, uh, we've put a lot of um, slowly growing more focus on Anne's connection to Sasha and Marcy. And in this uh, finale, we, we end up in an interesting place, right? Where we rescue Marcy for, uh, from, uh, from her possession <laughs> from, uh, by the core. But then we have the, the epilogue where they have sort of drifted apart. They still keep in touch, they're, but they're not really in the same friend groups anymore. But they come, we have this like final shot of uh, them find, uh, you know, meeting up with Anne again. And then of the extended credits, the shot of them recreating the, 
the photo of the, the BFF photo that we've seen throughout the entire series. Um, Ali, I don't know, is there like something specific that you really wanted to, um, to touch on in, in that, this part of the finale? In the flash forward you're talking about, yes? Yeah, yeah. So I've been seeing the take online that people are not understanding or they're disliking the fact that like Sasha, Anne and Marcy drift apart. And like, I mean, the theme of the, maybe not the whole show, but the theme of certainly the ending is that the hardest thing is saying goodbye. And I'm not going to lie. It did hurt to hear that they like drifted apart in high school and after, but it's very realistic to how relationships work, even in spite of, and also at the same time, because of shared trauma, like I'm first of all convinced that that definitely played a part. Like, Sure, they like, could talk about it together and work through it together, but they also need time to themselves to figure out, you know, process their emotions and everything. And I think something that people aren't getting is that the fact that they're drifting apart doesn't weaken their bond, but that it proves it because they can come together and pick up where, like, they, like, pick up as they never left off. Or, sorry, pick up as if nothing changed. They pick, they up, pick up where, where, they, yeah. where they left off, yeah. The fact that they were able to let life drift them apart and like change them and they were at peace with it and they were able to like accept the change and not forget about what happened or completely close off each other even after a lot of time has passed they can just pick up where they left off and I like personally I have friends that I don't speak to for like months weeks years at a time but like we could send each one of us would send a message and like then we're reminded that we've always been connected and I think the ending really shows that it's like if you have a strong bond with somebody if you want it to stay that way you don't have to like constantly keep in touch like even at the end like Sasha asks Marcy about her webcomic and says she's read some chapters like it just it shows that you can still care about people without being there all the time 24-7 or talking to them all the time and I really like the fact that they grew apart and gained new experience be- experiences before reconnecting with new skills and like new knowledge that will help them further grow their relationships I don't know I think it was done masterfully well and I understand that people are upset about it but I think that's that something's missing if um you think that they're not like friends or proper friends or whatever it's just it's very realistic to real relationships and I really appreciate that that's that's my that's my rant for now. I think that all makes complete sense, Allie. <laughs> I agree. Um, I would say what one in in the rewatch, like knowing like where uh, the the friend group ends up in all, all in when Marcy is coming to, like she's reco- recovering from being possessed. Like she she has the line right like she's she was explaining herself like why she did it. like I was mm-hmm. afraid we weren't together we wouldn't be friends yeah. anymore yeah and and, and the kind of recognizes like yeah that's gonna happen like we're gonna, yeah. we're not we're not gonna be together forever but she but then like with the it's a line that has similar energy to other things that Anne has said where nothing can break the bond we share because nothing can take away the memories of the time we spent together. So that it's kind of like set, uh, in that previous episode, it's like setting up like the time that we had is part of the friendship to us, not like being always in contact that doesn't sever doesn't take it necessarily, away the past. right? Yeah. Like that, that, like you take the, the whole, the whole bulk of your entire experience together as, uh, as the, the meaningful value in it. And so I, I thought it was interesting that the, 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 that's one thing that's like set up earlier like yeah like coming to terms with the fact that like they know that they're gonna they're gonna drift drift apart after this and like it makes sense because like yeah like even if you uh, they they do work in like 
uh, setting um, and convincing Sasha to forgive Marcy for like these mistakes. But at the same time, like you know, at the end of the day, you know that Marcy did this kind of weird thing. Like that's gotta affect the dynamic a little bit, at least in the immediate. So like preparing for something like that, but also recognizing that that doesn't have to totally sever it. Like that that feels very very close to real life and like you know managing how friendships ebb and flow sometimes. And even like even if you don't like, I feel like it kind of connects to Anne's relationship with Sprig, even because they can't talk to each other. And like you mentioned, her saying to Marcy that nothing's gonna break the bond we share because of our memories like mm-hmm. e- even if Sprig and Anne can't see each other or they never contact each other they're going to be such a huge part of their life each other's lives forever no matter what like because they want them to stay that way it's all about what you do like how I don't know it's all about personally what you choose to do with your past experiences yeah and the impact simply right like the impact they've had on each other's lives will will last forever, even if they're not physically there. Yeah. But I still want them to text each other. <laughs> That's what I'm saying! As soon as she gave Sprig that phone, I'm like, okay, it's like uh, now, maybe? I wish it worked that way. I really wish it worked that way. I'm hoping. <laughs> uh, we, will, we will touch on Sprad in a little bit, but just, just with, uh, with um, yeah. Anne, Sasha, and Marcy, I suppose one question I did want to throw out to you, uh, to you all, given the fact that a lot of time in the show was spent on Anne and Sasha re- repairing their bond, like, you know, that they had, especially in Reunion, they were, like, totally separated, and, like, a big piece, especially with, like, Sasha in Season 3, is, like, trying to gain Anne's trust back. Do you think that that ends up fitting smoothly with where the friendship en- ends up, or, or did, does it feel a, a dis- a disparate or like um, uh, or like a com- conflict in how much time was given to that in the season versus where they end up? Mm. I don't know, Michelle. You go first. <laughs> uh, so you're asking, was it like, did it feel satisfying, or did it feel like strange that yeah. they weren't closer? Uh, no, I think it, I think it makes sense. I mean, based on what we learned about (laughs) in that, that, that really like gut punch sleepover flashback with Marcy and how Mm -hmm. Sasha and Anne fell asleep. I mean, it seems like maybe Anne and Sasha were in some ways closer, even though it seems like Anne and Marcy also like they knew each other first and then Sasha came later and she might even be a little bit older than them. I do think Anne and Sasha have a lot in common and they have their own, <laughs> they had their own messy relationship <laughs> dynamic, but I think, um, I think maybe they were closer in some ways and maybe that's why the show prioritized, I don't, I don't know, what to say, but it was kind of prioritizing their relationship and spent so much time seeing them go through these motions of Anne you know, pushing back and them being kind of enemies and then Sasha regretting that and then, like, deciding, oh, I'm going to be sneaky and then, like, oh, wait, no, that's bad. No, I want to be someone who deserves you and then them being on the same side and learning and growing together. I mean, I think it makes sense that, you know, the, the that trio is, like, the the most formative relationship those three have had Anne has Sprig, which is a whole separate thing, and that's also a formative relationship. But, like, in terms of longevity, 
Sasha's like one of her two best friends ever at that point. So I think it's satisfying anyway to just see them work through that stuff by the end of the show, even if they're not necessarily as close when they're 23 and when they're in high school. And like, I've been thinking about it when you guys were talking about just like how the, the trio stuff kind of shook down after they all went back to earth. And I think like, maybe it was more important for them than the average people to grow apart just because yeah, the, the trauma could bind them, but maybe that would be binding them for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. Right. Like maybe Mm -hmm. it's extra important that they move onto other things just because they are in this really like out of the ordinary situation where they, (laughs) they have this crazy like history with these two other people. And that's like, that shouldn't hold them back from, living other parts of their lives and experiencing new things that are kind of just theirs or things they experience with other new friends. So I think, I think it's totally fair. And I think, you know, if, if it wasn't for Anne and Sasha reconciling, I don't think Sasha would be able to be like preparing to be a a child psychiatrist, you know, God, no, no way would she have the headspace and the, the perspective to pull something like that off and help other kids and I think that is so fantastic for her so I think regardless it just comes back to that you know even if you aren't as close anymore you you left such a big impact at one point in time and that's the thing you will ultimately carry with you and that's you know that's the thing that will be permanent forever even if you're not physically with the other person all the time and I think that's really beautiful in a way I agree. I think they, they still have that. Like, Ann and Sasha have that. Ann and Marcy have that. Like, they all still have that impact. And it's it's shaped them into who they are now. Yeah, and, like, while Ann and Sasha get all the, uh, get well, get a lot of uh, focus in, in here, I do like that the finale makes time to get to get Marcy's viewpoint in on this because we haven't really gotten a lot of, uh, a lot of her <laughs> thoughts on the friend True. dynamic recently. So, uh, like, you know, the, the point where they're in the, uh, in the fantasy world and she has to come to terms with uh, Anne and Sasha not really wanting what she wants in life, but also, you know, realizing that she went, she went about the wrong way of, like, for, like forcing them to try going along with what she wanted out, out of the relationship. Like, it's, it's, a short, it's a short moment, but it was a very, uh, I, I, that was a gut punch moment to, like, you know, yeah. see her, like, realize in real time, like, oh, this is not right. This is not yeah. what I want it, out of this. It explains you do have to learn the hard way sometimes. Because, like, with Marcy, I feel like for so long, all we kind of knew was that, like, she was very nerdy and she liked DMing and she was actually very good at being in Utopia like, way better than Anne initially was being in Warwood. But you didn't know that, you know, Anne and Sasha weren't really into that stuff and that that was a big part of their backstory, that that was something that Marcy couldn't super... Like, they would entertain that for a while for her sake, but they were never very excited about a lot of those interests she had. And that... I mean, once we finally got that information, I feel like it filled in a a lot of the blanks I was having about... Marcy's side of the story and it is kind of sad but also it it makes sense and it's like it's (laughs) it's not like they didn't love her and they didn't still care about her and she wasn't their good friend because she was all those things it just like happened to be that like the two closest people in her life at that point weren't (laughs) nerdy for the same thing she was in that capacity and that probably was hard on her 
But stuff she like that all, happens in yeah. real life all the time. And especially for teens, right? Like it's mm-hmm. like you're, you're just like learning like how how to like balance like be like being friends with someone versus finding someone that's just obsessed with the same things and exactly. like figuring out the difference between those two. So like that's like another thing I like about like them reuniting as adults, right? Like they'll have a lot a lot more different perspectives on like what they actually want out of people close exactly. to them, you know? Like versus when when you're 13 years old, you you make there, there's a lot there's stuff is everything's just more dramatic you know so, and you like, make a lot of stupid decisions when you're 13 yeah false things yeah do you guys think marcy got grounded <laughs> i am like i kept expecting like low-key to see sasha's parents and marcy's parents and that never happened and that's fine but like oh my god like i don't think a letter was enough and i'm sorry but i mean like they're pro they were probably beside themselves but like and i know there were a lot of headcans that marcy's parents like moved without her (laughs) (laughs) unbelievable when i saw that i was wondering if that would actually there's no way there's literally no way. <laughs> no, it, it could still be in play. Maybe that is part of the canon. It does make you wonder what they were doing while they, like Sasha and Marcy's parents, what, what they were doing while they were gone. Because we did see what Anne's parents were doing, like within their community and Aww. who was helping them. And it just, it makes me worry about the other parents. But it's fine that we didn't get to see them. It's fine. Yeah, well, we're getting into a little more specifics. Uh, I, I did want to, one thing that stood out to me, like, of course, like, the ideally they would have, like, mostly kept in touch. But there's one part where, like, Marcy is, like, asking if Sasha and Anne have hung out much. Is that not a thing that you would have asked, like, at some point in the 10 years? That's, well, yeah, but that also, I mean, because after you get into high school and then go to college, it is, you know, you have to get a schedule going of, like, oh, I have this class and then I, like, have to do this part-time job and I'm only free on this day. And it's like, oh, no, that clashes. But Sasha did say that they drifted apart in high school, right? Which is also yeah. understandable because, like you, like you both were saying, you find different people who maybe share the same interests, or if they don't, they like have different things that you want to like learn about, and yeah. they just surround themselves with different people. Like you don't. I mean, I maybe only have like two friends that I still keep in touch with when I was around that age, and we're in our twenties now. So like it happens, you drift apart, but you can't come back together. I'm sorry, I forgot the question. No, I, I was also assuming like Marcy probably moved very soon after right, they all got too. back to Earth. So and she yeah. was busy with learning in a new environment and making yeah. new friends and just moving. God, a terrible yeah. experience. But my question was just that, like, if Mar, if if Marcy and Sasha have at least talked in that time, then wouldn't it have come up that Anne and Sasha had drifted apart at some point in those well, conversations? But, I I was maybe. assuming it was like an impromptu, like, oh, it's ten years. Zan's birthday maybe we should meet up again okay and then like they didn't really say much else until they got in the car and there was like so but also I think Marcy has a I think Marcy has a thing where she's trying to respect people's boundaries and not like try to be too nosy because like Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking back to like when she met Andreas and he she asked if he could she could call him Dreyas and he was like oh that's too personal and she was like okay I gotta learn my boundaries so maybe she is just very careful about that sort of thing like I I don't know if I had like two friends who were like we were in the same group i don't know if i would ask after a long time if they (laughs) kept in touch i would just maybe assume also because since it's assumed that they got together to plan this surprise for Anne, that maybe they did talk about like hey what's she been up to but also like when was the last time y'all hung out like did you go to karaoke without me and so (laughs) 
Um, I, th- I think it's, yeah, it's a little weird, but also not super unreasonable. Okay. I don't know. Um, uh, also, in in this co- uh, in the in the car ride, uh, one of the two confirmed queer representation pieces is that oh Sasha God, has a bi sticker. That's yes. <laughs> so, so, uh, confirmed by uh, the meme of uh, Sasha being revealed to be attracted to women has we finally, finally come paid to pass. Off. Thank goodness. Uh, <laughs> oh, thank God. Well, one of the more... just the whiplash from crying about Anne and Sprig saying goodbye to screaming at that yeah. sticker. <laughs> Was it was a lot of different emotions. Well, at first it was screaming at how hot Sasha is. I don't know, <laughs> yes, be real. She's hot. Being grown up, Sasha, it was like, "Hello, hot, cut your hair. Hot. You have a jacket. Okay." She has the bye bob. It's perfect. Oh my gosh, she does have the bye bob. You're right. <laughs> it's perfect. It's like they knew. I have to get my hair cut again. Thank you, Queen, for reminding me. <laughs> Gotta keep that bob. All, all, all their adult designs are great, but just uh, Sasha stood out. Uh. Yes. <laughs> also, Matt confirming on Twitter that she's bi. I mean, it was like, you know, it was very obvious, but I still appreciate him nice to pulling hear that. Sure. Just yeah. a king move. Checkmate. And, like, the fact that people have been, have been calling it since, like, mid-season Forever. three. So. Forever. Yes. Uh, you, yeah, I don't even know if they were saying before. I, I, I just started hearing a lot in the middle of the season. <laughs> she wields two swords. I mean, it's yeah. not that far off. If any of the three was going <laughs> to be it, thing. I'm not when surprised I saw, it's her. It was when Grime got her the second sword and she went, how did you know I wanted yeah. to tool wield? I was like, right? Mm. That wording. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I understood. <laughs> it was too real. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Anne works at the aquarium, uh, the Aquarium of the Pacific. It's a I'm not over place. that. I still uh, feel like she, it's she really na- good, but I'm wondering if she would have done something else because she's a good mediator. That's where I thought maybe she would be something like a psychiatrist like Sasha was, but I think this is also very fitting. I'm just surprised that she wouldn't yeah. use other skills that she had already. Yeah, like, you know, it's still an educational role, you know. It's true. Like this is true. Teaching other people about nature. And so, like, I, I can see the, um, you know, like, this is a mat- the mature version of, where, <laughs> of what she spent her time in Amphibia doing. Um, and, yeah, just, like, a lot of cute Easter eggs they squeeze into here. Like, there's a little Warkwood exhibit in the back. And mm-hmm. the, it's, the, like, the, the whole time. It's everywhere. They even the have the Newtopia with the laser on top. It's insane. Oh, God. <laughs> and you go back for that detail. <laughs> she included that. And the three gemstones are on the wall. She's never going to let them go, and I love it. And, of course, the, the biggest piece here is that the pink frog she's showing off <laughs> is named Spring. It's new Spring. <laughs> you can never leave me. New Spring. What, what happens when that frog dies? Does she has to name a new that was frog my Spring? Thing. Like, no, she have a, he is new Sprig. Does he have a new ivy that he can procreate with? Because if they wow. die, there's, no, there's going to no, be no way. <laughs> if that Sprig gets too old, does it become Hot Pop? Yeah, <laughs> Oh God! It turns orange. <laughs> so, uh, while while we brought up Sprig, we can talk a little bit about Spran oh, against Jesus. the world because yes. that is also a big piece of this finale. <laughs> uh, other than the Anne's relationship with the two other humans, Anne's relationship to Sprig has been a foundation of this show. So, it, uh, you know, in all in, there's like beginning to prep Sprig for the end you know hot pop is like you're not always gonna be a part of her life and he's just like he's no. like what do you mean what do you talk about hot pop what are you talking about what, what we're you gonna do just monster of the week stuff forever yeah we're <laughs> just going home one day that's crazy hot pop but 
But uh, yeah, uh, and then in the in the hardest thing, like he he gets his like very short speech in space of you know you're my everything, which is such charged <laughs> language. It is uh, literally the most charged language. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> oh my I'm god! I'm still hot over that line specifically. Yeah. And then, like you know, when when Anne is actually leaving Amphibia, they they uh, Sprig is the one who gets the final goodbye, mm-hmm. um, the fi- final sprint against the world. And a- as mentioned in the in-, in our introduction, a swirly hug. Swirly hug. Everyone! <laughs> That's the way I can describe it. Was it. So smooth through yeah, three sixty degrees spin of the them giving their final goodbyes. Uh, I, I don't know if there's um, a- a- Michelle. What what are your feelings about seeing uh, this? come to a fine a finality i talk about sprant every Please. season because it's my favorite part of the show the i feel like i need like a little more time to talk about everything so i'll just like <laughs> try to think about what i can see right now i i love that like after three seasons of sprague like supporting Anne and helping her be her best version of herself that like in the end, when she left, like she, like like Allie was pointing out, like she inspired him to be an adventurer, and he's still like, he'll look at her statue and he'll feel inspired <laughs> to be the best version of his self, and like that is like that kind of like mutual empowerment of a friendship. I feel like is the best case scenario, and I'm so happy that they both have it. I I, I get like the most upset about <laughs> them not being able to hang out because I do think. That, like, despite the fact that, like, Anne's relationship with Marcy and Sasha is the the most prolific, um, I do think, like, in the terms of Amphibia, the show, and the time she spent in that universe, Sprig is, like, her core. Ah! Not core! Her, <laughs> her foundational relationship. Her heart. And, Sprig is definitely her heart. Yeah, Sprig is her heart, and they they challenged themselves to be better people, and they they got so much out of each other, and they were they were just so nice to see. And I feel like this is a part that's like not talked about a lot, probably because he's a frog and he's younger. <laughs> but like, I have been waiting so long for a like heterosexual question mark like boy girl main relationship where it's platonic. And just super affirming and super nice and nobody falls in love with each other. Mm-hmm. And you would be so surprised how often that literally never happens. Would you be surprised? Would you, though? Because I'm not. I keep hoping, though. So the fact that Spran exists, I feel like, is such a testament. So, like, I want more of that. I want boys and girls to be able to be friends without them falling in love and have it still be, like the most important relationship ever and to to help them grow and change and have that be celebrated for what it is, you know? Yes. Like, it's insane that that doesn't happen very often, but I feel like that's one of the things that super drew me to their relationship at the start and it kept me invested throughout and I feel like that's, it's just so satisfying and it's so refreshing and I'm really glad that we got that with them for this particular show. I think it was very well done. Yeah, it's been it's been a very sweet relationship to follow all the way through. Like we've seen them like gradually open up to each other over the course of the series. Obviously, hopping mm-hmm. will always be a, yep. a milestone in in that. And I'll, I'll, to the point that like they they mirror some of that in like the end of uh, All In when they're talking to each other on the on oh, the I noticed castle that balcony. Framing. <laughs> I believe I noticed the similar yeah. framing. So uh, and. 
And like the fact that like in the in the epilogue, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about about the amphibious side of the epilogue. But the like Sprig, you know, see looking up at Anne's statue is like the hero, and then thinking back like Episode One, like yeah. that's kind of how how he saw her as like a, her, a, a hero and her like his, ugly, but, ugly, ugly hero. Ugly, there you ugly go. That, that, that's that's the line. <laughs> but like in between all of that, like how close that they've gotten, how much they've relied on each other emotionally through through this whole experience and then having to having to see that end and 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 in the same way with uh with marcy and sasha like and like the telling spring like our memories are going to be so valuable like that that that's going to keep the friendship alive no matter what even if we never see each other again like that just hurt it's, it hurt my yeah. heart but and it also is like it, it but it is like it's true in a way <laughs> like you, you gotta it's very true like the valuing all the time you spent with someone even even if you know that it's very unlikely you'll never be able to again but like that that has so much value to to you know to to your to your to the the rest of your life being able to like pull from that from that experience and know that you had that kind of love for someone Mm -hmm. and like it's (laughs) what he says too after he says yeah. you're my everything which is like literally oh my god i'm never gonna not think about that right. he the second thing he says is you changed my life like yeah. and that's that's the point like they changed each other's lives and that's what they're gonna carry forever you now gonna make me cry again this is, <laughs> this is a very emotional it's episode emotional <laughs> so emotional uh. If it helps at all for a little bit, we can talk about some of the happier stuff that the can we, Wait, we already talked about I still, honestly, I still consider this a happy ending. Like, I mean, ultimately. Oh, no, it is. is. Oh, sure, sure. It's, sure, yeah, yeah. it's, like, it's just so emotional. Okay, so what the sillier side of this oh, is the God. Amphibia epilogue, where we get a lot of uh, you know old friends back uh, together. We got Hop Pop uh, running an avocado With farm. His, his girlfriend. The, I can't Hello. believe that he didn't. He only have one avocado seed. I guess he must have like split them up and done it. He must be making bank. Oh it's, yeah, it's no the avocado. only good tasting fruit in Wartwood, I'm sure. So he's making it's, all the money. It's the only vegetable that doesn't try to kill them. Here that is too. The vegetables. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, we we up uh, the the other queer representation. Uh, we got Olivia. Olivia. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, hang on. Question mark. Mayor and Toadie. What's their <laughs> oh deal? Okay. okay. We know. We talked about this. Toadie's in love with the mayor. He's been in love with the mayor the entire show. Does the mayor know yet? Or is he uh, ambivalent somehow to Toadie's affections? Because God, the, they are there and they're prominent. I think the mayor's ambivalent, and I think oh, that mayor, wake to- up. And I think that to- that Toadie is still holding back. Otherwise, he would call him sweetheart in public, Yo, but he just hasn't gotten that to that sweetheart. point yet. Hello. But for now, that's only Yunan and Olivia's territory. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was, uh, right before the sweet, they say, uh, uh, um, Olivia says sweetheart to Yunan, they're like talking about settling down. She's yeah. like, I want to like live with you here in the swamp. Or like, it's like, ah. Yunan's <laughs> got like the sexiest like lady shirt though. It's like a pirate mm-hmm. shirt. Is is working on her. That's what I'll say. Yeah, Yunan's underrated in all her outfits. Yes, right? she, agree. She just works them very well. Uh, and you, you got Grime also hanging around uh, um, with his one uh, lost arm. With um, his one arm. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the phrasing, the way you phrased that made it seem like he's just carrying around the arm that was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Andrews is also hanging around with his one arm, right? You would think yeah. that with their advanced technology, they would make themselves prosthetics, but I guess maybe, not. Maybe they don't want them. Maybe they feel cooler without it. Maybe they, they like look, being they lopsided. They look pretty cool. They yeah. do. Yeah. Lopsided, that's the thing. <laughs> Balancing is hard. Balancing is hard. Andreas is still farming, and he has his. he's using Beer. Beryl's hammer as a cane, which I don't know how to feel about. But We joked about when we all watched it live that the leaves in his beard are Anne's leaves. That she <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, it's safe for her. And he just stuffs them in his beard. Oh, I'll take these. Souvenir. The time I almost killed the children. <laughs> the, the fact that the first like cha- really changed character we see was Polly is very happy. It made me very happy to see. She's the one we were really good. waiting for to change physically the most anyway. Yeah. yeah. Brick just got longer hair. That's about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he does. He do need a haircut. And we got this up for if there's ever a spinoff like five years in the future, him and Ivy will be discovering oh some new land or something. And she, Sprague is busy documenting everything on Anne's phone. So yeah. like, we've, we've got the easy setup there for if we ever want them to come back. Although it seems like it's going to be a while. And it makes me wonder, like, because we also have confirmation. I mean, it is pretty much confirmation that a portal can be made from Earth. Yes! Because this is they the know thing. the music yeah. box song. Like they that, know the music box yeah. song, and all they need is that and a big power source. And the mm-hmm, thing is, mm-hmm. Amphibia has apparently much more advanced technology than Earth does. So mm-hmm. it stands to reason that they should be able to do it too, as long as they have the proper scientists. But also. The fact that they're supposed to have more advanced technology, but Darcy is connected to Marcy through a cord that gets cut. How do you not that have is so funny? How do you not have wireless Bluetooth? Like, are you really that advanced if you ain't got Bluetooth? You're Where right, though, Allie. All they need to do is p- do is pick up one of those like broken Frobos from the battle, save it, yeah. and use the power source. Like, yes, bada, yeah, probably even bada, just boom, one of those. Go back to Amphibia. Ten did you years. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, I did. I, it came out. Hey, <laughs> well, like, there was a lady. Wow, that, that's a that's a deep cut. <laughs> bada bing, hey. Honestly, uh, I can't tell the difference. <laughs> bada bing. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. One thing with the... I've been seeing this around, like, why why don't we bring the portal back? Like, what's stopping us? I do remember that initially with the power that they had, they could make a portal, but to a random spot in Amphibia, they couldn't mm-hmm. control the location of it. So okay. I, I guess the problem is, like, I don't... I mean, Amphibia is big, but, like, I don't necessarily know how big. Like, 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 like is that... Is that enough of a stopper to be like, okay, won't work? Or like, is Amphibia small enough that it wouldn't matter? That you could just like throw something through the portal and somebody would eventually find it? It depends on how dangerous the land is. Yeah, like it might be as big as like America. It's like kind of big. But you could get all the way around in a while by snail. Not that long. Maybe like Yeah, maybe a few months, but it wouldn't take that long. So it is just a country, yes? Oh, I, it's a world. A continent. And a 
So, yeah. so Sprague specific, I mean, Ivy specifically says they discovered a new continent, which also, well, like, how, so how in the, the world, yeah. Yeah, but also, how in the world does an entire continent go undiscovered in the world? Like, yeah. Where, where like, um, the, 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 the newts were, like, being colonized, right? Like, how did they not? Maybe there was a really big fog, and no one went through it, and then suddenly one day it lifted, and you're like, oh, hey, look at that over there. It looks oh, maybe <laughs> the moon, maybe the moon being gone changed yeah. the topography. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. That, that's another discussion. Like, I just blew what up a moon and nothing when happened. No moon. Where, where moon, what happened? I don't know. Yeah. Where moon, what happened? <laughs> um, anything else from, uh, I mean, we, we did talk about the snerds already up, up top, right? Loggle, Loggle's no longer buff. I yeah, was shook. Yeah. He only got buff for the war. I cannot believe this. I got so used to it. I wanted him to be buff forever. But that's okay, Loggle. It's your choice. Your body, your choice. <laughs> <laughs> you take as many cheat days as you need, Loggle. You deserve yeah. it. Uh, and of course, like they're, they're all getting together for the unveiling of the Anne statue, mm-hmm. which is just like really sweet to, to think about. I hope, I really hope, Sasha got a statue in Toad Tower, oh, God, and Marcy yes. got one in Newtopia. I really, yeah. I feel happened. like they had to have. They must have. It's not. I mean, it is kind of fair because Anne, like obviously had the ultimate sacrifice which we also really have to talk about oh, but i hope oh, yeah, everybody yeah. got a statue yeah I, I was i was gonna talk a little bit about andreas but i guess we should probably talk about the ant sacrifice let's do that first, first and we'll pivot and to andreas because and is yes so so like the the actual story of <laughs> is leading up to completing this prophecy right that like mm-hmm. they need to activate their anime powers through the stones and stop the moon from crashing into Amphibia. Um, briefly, the, the the anime sequence, excellent, using the big, uh, no big deal, like jazzier so music. It's just so good. But it, that's not enough. And so the Mother Ohm, voiced by Whoopi Goldberg, had warned us that Anne could use a special spell that would kill her by absorbing all three powers at once and stopping the moon. And Anne decides to do this with after, you know, like uh, two sentences from Sprig to try to stop her and uh, Marcy and, and uh, Marcy and Sasha also like, you know, like, are you sure about this? And and at this point in her arc is like, you know, I'm taking leadership. I, I'm a different person. I'm not going to take these. She decides to, to do this and she dies. She becomes she pale and cracked. Dies. And she crumbles away into dust in Sprig's arms. arms. And oh, I was just like, I, of all the things I thought were happening today, this was the last thing on my mind is <laughs> the protagonist. But here we are. Yeah. She's literally died. And so we, we have that happen. We end up in this dream world for, for Anne. And we discover the existence of a deity by the name of the Guardian. Uh, and eventually, initially represented by an old computer. And later mm-hmm. by Domino the Cat. Which is a lovely choice. <laughs> yes, it's, it fits very well. Uh, we, we've been calling the, the in uh, in our group chat. We've been calling the, the initial cat version Domino Three, and then when they reveal their actual the goblin mega self, cat that's Domino Four. four. Domino Four, the <laughs> ultimate Domino. I, I've also seen some people call uh, call the god Domino Infinity, which I also really like. <laughs> it's not Infinity because it's passing its job on to Anne, though. So I don't know about that. 
So yeah, the, the, this uh, this god, uh, voiced by Charlene Yee, uh, Ruby from Steven Universe, to Chloe from We Were Mirrors, uh, they 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 have this discussion with Anne of giving up their job to to Anne, and Anne basically gets to the point where it's like, I want to live my life, but maybe I'll do it when I'm done. And... I love that she's non-committal. She's like, maybe <laughs> we will yeah, see. Yeah. I can't believe she got a like permanent life secure job offer at the I know, age at of 13. <laughs> and she said, no, thanks. I'm a minor. Yeah. <laughs> it's child labor laws. And uh, God is convinced by this. Uh, being like, yeah, you can, you've convinced me that I was wrong about something. So I guess that means if you live longer, you'll be even cooler. I so, like that idea. It's yeah. respect. Yeah. And so you'll come back when you're 91 years old. <laughs> you'll take my job. <laughs> she goes, and I think that's like death spoilers to be like, this is exactly how long I assume you're going to live. So well, what get would you ready. Do with that knowledge. Uh, <laughs> like being in death note, but you don't choose to know when you're going to die. You just are told by an omnipotent being in a nonchalant way. And so uh, Anne is returned to Earth. Uh, it, the explanation that is given is kind of quick, but basically it, it's a backup copy made by the Guardian just before Anne died. Mm-hmm. And the line, mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes, you're the same Anne. Uh, but so, you're not literally the yeah. same Anne. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so, so two questions. First of all, overall feelings on how this part of the story went. And I guess more specifically... Does the Guardian coming in out of nowhere to save Anne make sense as an as an ending? Like, the, the, does do you feel like it, it fits with the overall story? Um, uh, Ali, I don't know if you want to go first. Um, well, to answer the second question, I think it fits more than it would for not most shows, but some that I can like think of off the top of my head. Like we were talking about in the server, it probably wouldn't work as well for something like the Owl House because the like lore of that one world versus like the demon realm versus the human realm is very established and like kind of implies that there's no like I guess higher power in the multiverse but in this show the multiverse kept being reestablished and like um not um built upon but we kept learning more about it so it was like kind of anything was open like the realm of possibilities was very very much um like anything could happen so I think it works very well and the fact that it was like tailored to like Anne's mind like that's what I liked about it is that it didn't feel like just the universe for everybody it was like tailored to Anne like the little house all the pictures inside it was like her home or like the ideal home that she wanted based on her experiences and the people she loved so it's kind of like it's a good representation of death and like a potential afterlife of like limbo um I I liked it a lot I think it's (laughs) <laughs> Deus Ex Machina always feel kind of silly to me but here I think it worked um, I don't know how to feel about the clone thing but it you know I mean it, it, if it has all the same memories and experiences as Anne and it's just a different vessel I think it counts like she's Anne she's just in another body it's kind of like a body swap it's just permanent so I think it, it makes sense but she'll be traumatized forever I'm sure <laughs> yeah, I, I do think she said something like, "Well, that's going to be an existential nightmare," yeah. or something, something like that. Uh, Michelle, how, how, how are you feeling about this? I love the clone thing. I, I think the reason, oh man, I, I don't want to say like I'm happy and died, but I am <laughs> very satisfied with that choice narratively because I do think it it, prov- it it allows like the weight of her decision when she makes it to still 
feel pretty serious, yes. you know. Like there are consequences she, to your yeah, actions. She literally died because she wanted to to make this choice. And that was terrifying. And she disintegrated and they animated it. And that was all really, really upsetting. And then they I went to commercial it. right after yeah, she they died. Went to, we'll be right back. And it springs there. There's more with that. <laughs> that menu is going to haunt me forever. But I mean, yeah, like the knowledge that like, yeah, she's basically the same, but she's not quite the same. I love that. Yeah. I love that as something that, you know, happens as a consequence for what she decided because it is heavy. It's heavy knowing that. It's probably heavy for the copy and to know that she's a copy on some level. Even though she still has all her memories, she's not the original. And that's going to be true forever, too. And that's really cool. So, I mean, yeah, it was it was a surprise. I really liked that we got a backstory in the gems, though. I don't think we we necessarily needed it, but I really appreciated having it. Like this deity had the gems, would give them to mortals to see how yeah. well they would do. Like I see someone who is like so omnipresent, not really understanding what a bad idea that obviously is. Just being like, we'll see how it goes. Ten thousand years, let's see, and then be like, oh, okay, yeah, that wasn't great. This is the first person who's actually passed my test essentially in an exorbitantly long amount of time respectively so i mean i think that's cool it's cool to see that that's the that's been the backstory for these gemstones the entire time i do still wonder why it was in the shape of a music box but it was the god's choice i guess that's fine or maybe like the gemstones were given to the new ancestors a long time ago and they like fit it into a music box and figured out how to use that to make a portal. Maybe like that was a power they unlocked on their own versus the gemstones just being like this oh, yeah. form of power. Like the that, ancestors made the music box. Yeah, like maybe that was never intended when the deity provided them the stones, but they kind of manufactured that and, and it had the ability and then they used that for their own purpose. Like it's all cool. Mm. And I see that all connecting now and I like thinking about it that way. I also so, appreciate that they didn't give it to the human race because we all know how that would have ended. I know. Give it to the newts and frogs and toads. Maybe they'll fare better, but yeah, probably not. But, but then Anne okay. proves Anne actually proves me wrong because she's a human and she did the thing. I think it just right. depends on the person, whether they be human or amphibian, then yeah. yeah. Just a pure hearted soul. I loved but, it though. I love the clone thing so much. Because it just it leaves that weight of her decision in there. I did not know how to feel at first. Yeah. And after we've had almost 24 hours to think it over, I appreciate it. More yeah, more. I like it. It's it's spooky on a level. The same way when like OG Steven died in season one. That was spooky. Oh my god. You I know. <laughs> like I love that stuff. I think it's so good. Like those are decisions that the show makes you can never take back. And it just it's adds and- to the <laughs> everything if Anne said arrivederci while she died i would (laughs) (laughs) how do you say goodbye in thai (laughs) well further steven universe references Anne when she's all pale and cracked is really close to Uh, some like girls uh, in that show (laughs) i think Um, yeah the original steven like melts away doesn't he it's oh the fact that she turned into leaves i'm like Mm -hmm. i don't Uh, know if i am making up this headcanon i'm pretty sure i'm not it has to have been on the internet that like Anne is a reincarnated different dimension version of Leaf because she Whoa. has like, the same heart and she turns into leaves when she dies. Maybe I just made that connection. Oh my God. Mind explosion. <laughs> That's food for thought. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, in, a, in a world where there is a god uh, overseeing multiverses, I guess there could be reincarnation. We can just add that into the soup. Yeah, I mean, I mean uh, he did, the, the god did throw her back down and said, live your life. So, karma. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll say, like, the the clone part I'm actually fine with, because I, I, I think they, like, kind of whisk it away, like, you're the same man, pretty much, and like, it's pretty like I, I can, much. I can, it's, I can accept that. Like I've seen some people get really hung up on that. Like and die. Like you know, it's the, I mean, the, you she, kind of wash she, it away. She did and she didn't. Like the the spirit of her lives on, but is certainly not the same body. That's right. All. Now on the other hand, the uh, the guardian showing up and like I I'm pretty sure there had not been a clear just, um, mention of like an overseeing deity out of governing these stones like it's kind of like it was always talking about like the stones have just always been around but like there's never really talk of that so like that did throw me for a loop in the moment watching live i was just rolling with it. i was like okay this is weird I don't, I don't know <laughs> like <laughs> um th- thinking about it a little more I, I like i can see the complaints and like i can like sort of get it but at the same time like the prop the the prophecy side of the show it was always like adding extra details over the over the course, and like uh, you know the the meaning of stuff was always a little um, a little hazy to the point where like even like Anne and Sasha's understanding of it changed a couple of times, even to the point where like Mother Ohm was talking about it to them, like gave them a different interpretation from what we had been theorizing. So like I think the fact that the mythology was always kind of shifting has helped me to come a little bit more to terms with with this existing and like you know a bit bailing bailing in out and i i think you're um michelle you're right like the the sa- the, the the sacrifice that Anne makes i i feel like fits with the, the overall theme of like Anne coming into her own and like making uh, being able to make those kind of tough decisions whereas like you know earlier on the show there's no way she would be in a mental position to to do that kind of thing so like in that that fits so then like having god show up to like reward her for that like i i, I can i can accept it but i i can also see at least a little bit of the of the complaint from from some people but i think that just kind of goes with the uh, the lore side of amphibia like kind of always being a little a little shifty as as yeah. we went on I think maybe it's also the lore being shifty could just be because so much of the lore is word of mouth and, and, and the amphibians perspective of what's happening could have changed over time. Right. Like the deity knows the ultimate truth of their intention. Amphibians don't know. And over like decades and eons, like maybe the story has evolved to a place where like, they don't know the, whatever the ultimate truth was anymore. Like mother Ohm, no, because she is ancient and she's underground and not talking to anybody until season three of the show. Whereas like the, like Andrus's lineage, like they have a very different perspective on the box. And I know we haven't talked about the, um, the core and the King episode, but I mean, the fact that it, it was so normal to be using the music box to conquer and everyone was really fine with that for so long i mean mm. i think that's the case which is like word of mouth like yeah we have this it's here it must be to invade other people that must be what it's for inherently but no it's not and we know that in context now but i could just see the purpose of the music box changing over time because nobody really knows the full story no one really wrote it down except for mother ohm you know yeah yeah um uh, well, one other thing from this uh, whole God sequence is the fact that, like, 
Domino is used as a representation. There is a line earlier oh my God. on the show where <laughs> the scene in this show is insane. <laughs> Anne was, I think she was sedated because she, she went to yeah, the dentist yeah, or something. She got the happy <laughs> drugs to get her teeth fixed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and so she's insane. just like talking to Hop Hop like Domino is the Alpha and the Omega or something. Like, she's well, an interdimensional yeah. being yeah. that defies the laws of time and space. Hop Hop has the most smooshed, amazing animated face in that scene. I just want to point out. <laughs> He looks so insane. Yeah, so there was that seating. Also, some people have found that there was a painting on Anne's uh, on the wall of Anne's room at some point that was very similar to the dream world that she ends up at, which is insane. Um, so like that. that so it's 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 always fun to like look back at the Easter eggs that are being hidden about about all this. Can you believe that um, a thirteen year old is going to become God when she dies? Oh, she's going to be very old when she dies, though, so it'll be okay. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> she got her job at 13. That is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Not not to say that working at an aquarium is, like, a bad job, necessarily, but I wonder if it's, like, purposefully, like, I know I'm going to be God, so, like, I just want to find, like, the most normal job possible <laughs> and, like, just enjoy human life, like, as <laughs> le- least stressfully as possible. Following her like, passions versus the job that will give her money. I stand her for that. Yeah. It's relatable. They make a, they can make a lot of money, zoologists. Yeah, I have, I have no clue what that career path. I mean, it's a, it's a, lot, it's a lot of work, but, you know. <laughs> it's like, it's biology, so they definitely make a lot of money. It's just fun to think about, like, if you knew that you were going to be a god, like, how would that influence your decisions in life? God, I would not do anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we we talked, you mentioned the core and the king, Michelle, and, like, that, we, we our previous talk about the about Amphibia, we, that episode had not come out yet. So, pretty much, in all that time, we've gotten the Andreas backstory, we've gotten the Andreas... The uh, you know fight with Anne, and we've gotten the Andreas kind of redemption. So uh, like to the point where like you know uh, in the epilogue we see him peacefully farming, and we've seen him like uh crush the the core uh that little crown thing, and, you know giving a line of the standing up to you, mirroring uh, Anne yeah, talking to one, Sasha in the season one. Let's go. So I, I am curious to hear hear. Uh, your thoughts on like Andreas has been the main villain of this show for the second half of, of the show, pretty much. So how how do you all feel about the way that Andreas' story was was wrapped up here? Does that does that feel satisfying or right uh, way to go, um, Michelle? I think, and I'm I mean I think, uh, and I feel bad because. <laughs> Mac gave so many interviews the past like two weeks. Um, but one of them, a really insightful one, pointed out how Anne was mirroring Andreas in terms of being somebody who grew up kind of going with the flow and just accepting, you know, what they're told. And that very much was his story. I feel like seeing Andreas's backstory and, and where he ended up, like the biggest difference between him and Anne, honestly, was just like, and met the right people at the right time. And he had a <laughs> not great family telling him the exact opposite of the things that were going to make him happy in life, it turns out. So he had bad influences. She ended up finding some really good influences in the planters. And that ended up making all the difference in their formative, young, not quite young adult, but like teen years, we'll say. And I, I kind of, I love that because I feel like that's very... That's very understandable. Like there, there's so many 
different ways your life path can go, but it really depends on like the people you meet and how you are influenced at moments that are kind of pivotal in your life. And I think if Anne hadn't met Sprig and Hop Hop and Polly, she could have been a very different, much less good version of herself. And I think that's essentially what ended up happening to Andreas, right? He like doubled down with his family. He cut off his friends, ripped divorce trio. Like they, they had a good thing going. And like that, that has remained. We know now his biggest regret in life was losing his two friends to the point where one letter from leaf kind of explaining what happened and the fact that she still loves him and cares about him and wants him to be happy after all this time is what broke him and made him finally turn against his family in the core. I mean, again, it's like Sprig and Anne. It's like he he just needed that one good influence at that time to really put things in perspective and make a a healthy choice for him. And yeah, it came like after a thousand years, which is not the best look, honestly. <laughs> But I mean, he still he still made the choice eventually, and I do think that's worth something. Uh, I mean, I wish he hadn't like totally destroyed <laughs> Utopia and Wartwood, and like, but like the replanting is good, and he's taking time to figure himself out. And I do like I know everyone like I don't want to compare this too much to Stephen because this is his own show. I know people. But th- 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 there's a parallel yeah, here. Yeah, I, I personally think it is. Uh, better and more constructive if you have like a villainous force that decides to to repair their damage i think that is more of a net positive than if they just died like Mm. personally i think that does more for the world in a positive way than if they just cease to exist so i appreciated that he was planting seeds and trying to fix stuff because it is like he did a lot of damage and that doesn't mean he's forgiven for anything, but I think in general, it's it's a good gesture, and that that in of itself still means something. So I feel I feel pretty okay. I liked the backstory. I don't think we needed a ton more than that. I feel like when we finally got that flashback episode, it put a lot of pieces into place, made a lot a lot like similar with Marcy. Like we had to wait so long to get Marcy backstory, but once we got it, like so much more about the dynamic made sense and where she was coming from. I think that's true with Andreas. Like, that's why I'm going to say again, Spran's the most important relationship. There's a reason Andreas wanted to throw Sprig out that window in True Colors because he was like the most, like, well, he was the most unmorally compromised friend at that point because both Sasha and Marcy had kind of betrayed Anne in that moment. And Sprig is the only one who hadn't. But, like, I feel like he just, he also just hated that bond because it reminded him of his old friendship, and that was the biggest regret in his life. But, yeah, I would be happy if he could move on and, and you know, have a new chapter in his life. He kind of seems like he's also immortal, question mark. Like, he's a robot cyborg. That's the what thing. The I'm wondering when he's going to die because he's over a thousand years old, and I don't know if he's having still the technology keep him alive. Also, why would you want to live that long? I think maybe he'll just choose when he's ready, and then he'll just he'll be like okay it's today it's my last day let's have a party mm-hmm. like the good place you know he'll just decide when he's ready yeah oh i like he'll, that then he'll be done on his own time he'll have successfully grown a really big tree and i'll be like i'm gonna <laughs> I myself did it. here I or something everything now yeah I can die. <laughs> 
yeah, no, I, I, I think that's a pretty good read of uh, connecting Andreas to Anne's um, story, and to the point where, like, um, Anne, what in Anne's speech was to the um, to the planters uh, in in All In was like talking about like ah, maybe I didn't love myself enough, and like that was contributing to me making some bad decisions early on, yeah. and then later Anne, Anne calls Andreas out about like not not really like loving himself and shutting himself off so like the, the the connection is definitely being made there in the episode and uh and then of course like leaf's letter to andrews is also talking about change which is a big thing that Anne, that Anne is uh, is stressing for the rest of that of the finale so the fact that we're connecting that to andrews too like you gotta accept change and roll with it is just uh, like it, it's it, it, it all it all ended up fitting fitting pretty pretty well just like the sim- similar themes that they're both dealing with um uh, ali i don't know if you have anything to to add on the andrea's topic i think i'm a little upset that he is supposedly not a prisoner i think he should still have like some consequence to his actions but i other than that i agree with what you guys were saying um i i think it was handled really well i also agree with michelle that like you it's better that they don't die and that they live with the consequences of their actions even if they don't like pay a certain price for it um i i enjoyed it a lot i also liked his last line it was it, it hit well what was his last line good luck kiddo something like, to marcy right when uh, they're saying yeah, goodbye. Yeah, yeah 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 he's like he, he can't he can't look marcy in the eye oh like, no, you know, that, that, no no that but then she's, she's too nice <laughs> yeah he can't look her in the eye until she initiates contact and he's like oh so see you later space cowboy I just gotta point out when we see um when we see Andrews in the the flash forward when Allie saw him the first thing she said was like oh those changed does that mean he's in prison <laughs> I know <laughs> like, okay, maybe it's like a hot topic thing like he it's his bling but like maybe he is in prison in those days. I assumed he was a prisoner also because it seemed like he was doing like hashtag community, community service, service but I guess he was just planting for fun because the chains are not connected to anything you were right it's just we're hot topic emo bling. kid bling he has a chain <laughs> wallet through that phase finally now that his dad's gone he can just be himself. I'm really like I I love that parallel with Ann and Sasha and Andreas and his father but I'm also the whole time like we saw him with Darcy and even with his dad I was thinking you really want to join the core I know he's like his the dad most miserable experience so creepy he's like first of all being like, immortal no. second of all living like first of all being immortal second of all being immortal and having to live with your abusive father for the right? rest of your life like, forever not fun why would you ever it took him that long to stand up to him. He was really traumatized. I understand. I was just like, damn. I guess damn, it's also the, the pressure of like the lineage, right? Like that absolutely yeah. a lot of weight. Like generations upon generations. Mm-hmm. That pressure. Um and uh and since we we hadn't talked about the core and the king, any leaf or barrel thoughts. <laughs> I wish they weren't <laughs> dead. Yeah. They were so cute all together. I, I love so Beryl. bad for Beryl. I feel so yeah. bad for him. He, he really didn't know what was going on. He's yeah. hearing one thing from his husband. He's hearing another <laughs> thing from his wife. He's trying to pick sides. It's confusing. It big third wheel energy. <laughs> yeah, big third wheel energy from God. Beryl. Beryl Kin. 
uh, seeing uh, Leaf originate the the planter hunting dance, and, the, and then An- Andrea's blushing while watching it. <laughs> it I, okay, fun. here's the thing: when he commissions that painting, he has himself just full on staring at her and smiling in the painting, and I lost True. it because that's so unsubtle, sir. Are you gonna, okay. Michelle? I want to hear you talk. How do you feel about um, Leaf marrying a himbo? Do you? Ah! And she, I remember you were like, she's thinking of Andreas the whole time. And I was oh, like, yeah, Wait, no, Dev. I mean, she's like, you're everything Andreas isn't. So I definitely want to marry you. You're yeah, yeah, safe and uncomplicated. No, I, I mean, I love that for her. She wants to be the alpha in the relationship. He seems like a perfectly nice guy. Wow. He's happy to sit on the, the porch and look at stars and whatever. I mean, ugh. I just I love that she like flipped her her P to an L or that was so that, good. The L to her L to a P yeah so satisfying. like I know we had all theorized as soon as Marcy at Marcy in the Gates was like oh Sprig you're an interesting color it's like oh that's gonna be important and then as soon as we knew about Leaf was like that's gotta be an ancestor but the fact that that actually ended up happening and when we got the backstory it didn't seem like out of literal nowhere it actually made kind of a sense in a way and it made sense for um hop pop to have that book about the calamity box like leaf yes definitely wrote that book so it actually like i i feel like that really paid off in a really spectacular way so i'm very happy about that connection me too i had hoped the book would come back in like a very important way because they were emphasizing it from the beginning of the series I mean, she she could have clarified, but she just wrote, danger, don't use it. It's bad. <laughs> well, <laughs> some people... You all don't need to know why it's dangerous. Just, just so don't do it. Bad news bears. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... There's I think with so the... To talk about. Well, I, I was going to say, with the Andrea's topic covered, I think we've covered all, like, the serious stuff. Like, there's honestly a lot of, like, fun stuff on the finale that we have not talked about. So, I guess, like, we have been talking for an hour already, so we can begin wrapping up. But, like, uh, in terms of, like, just something that, like, really stood out to you is, like, a, a fun time or something that, like, st- stood out to you that we haven't talked about at all yet, um, feel free to highlight that now. Um, Michelle, is there anything that's immediately coming to mind? Uh oh! When Polly upgraded Frobo into that insane like pink, like purple, like that's the most anime. Like, but like I love the color choice because it's like Polly, so of course it's gonna be a little pink. I just love that for Frobo. I it's such a glow up. He looks so good. I'm glad he has a full body, even though he was super cute as a car. I this will just say. reminded me about the herons. We have to talk about the herons. God, the trauma hair. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they're the same ones that killed the, I know like, their parents, I, everything like, comes back in this show it's so they really like they have, the, the thing about the show that really surprises me and it continued to while I was watching it it's like they the themes and like even just stories but mostly themes of the show like hit so many characters in different ways and they all come back yeah. together and it's something like this that's like that's like actually insane that you did it and it works so well it was, I didn't expect it. I remember we were watching, I think, Michelle, you were like, what if it's the ones that killed their parents? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> and then we find out. I don't know. And then it literally was. Uh, well, it, does, it It seemed insane in the moment, but then when that was used so that they could get closure on their own terms, like that was so True. narratively satisfying. And the fact that they, they defeated them not with violence, but with like a 
an ancient heirloom like passed down for generations hunting dams. Like I love yeah. that they they like hypnotize them. They don't have to like kill them off to make their point and to mm-hmm. like you know handle that in their own way. Like that and just they used it so to their well. advantage. They were yeah, able they to control advantage. them. Yeah. God, them, them doing that together as a fa- as a family to dance like got, got me weirdly emotional. Oh, no, <laughs> The part that made me cry, like, out of all this was in, in All In, when they're like, we're, we're frozen in trauma, we can't do anything about the herons, which makes sense. And then, when they go after the Boon Choi parents, they're like, wait a minute, yeah. you're gonna take away, like, the only family we have left? Like, that broke me. That was so raw. It's very good. What were you gonna um, say, though, Alex? <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I was just talking about the, the, the planter dance, so it felt pretty good. Um, Allie, is there any um, big moments that, that you want to um, point out here? Oh, man. Um, we, we touched on Sasha because she's perfect and I love her. Um, I don't know. I mean, Michelle has, she, I think she wrote this note on um, Anne taking more leadership and just coming into her own. We definitely talked a lot about Anne. I just love her so much. Um, <laughs> Talked about Grimes' arm. I'm try- I'm just going through the outline. While, while, while you're looking um, uh, of, of all the sequ- sequences, uh, one that was pretty quick, but I, I really liked was the K-pop. Oh uh, yeah, fight, yeah. Fight sequence and all in the Black Blackpink Pink. showing Am up I there. I, I really <laughs> wish it was more than like 20 seconds worth of it, but it was really cool to see see it timed up with Anne like reactivating her powers and the transition to the Sasha Darcy fights. At the, at the oh end of that, my god! That. So like that, that that was just like uh, that that was great. Also, um, beginning of the end, we have not really talked about that episode, but like the main standout there was the Dance Dance Revolution sequence yes, with Sasha Dan are so or even Gelly. So <laughs> insane, Sasha oh and yeah. Shippers won that day. They did. They <laughs> literally did. Oh, we also we yeah. have to talk about Domino too because she yeah! came back in the biggest Domino! way. Can we talk about she has six children and one of them looks like Wally and he finds a little hat for it so they can make Wally Jr. Stretches him as an accordion and he makes this like meow sand. I just like the humor in the show is so amazing. It's I was so good. Mind during that. It was so good. I'm really going to miss the humor. One of the biggest uh, things I'm going to miss uh, from the show is the jokes. They always landed. Even, it was like, so hard. The cryptocurrency thing. And they're like, <laughs> oh, uh, like, <laughs> so much. It's just typical America. <laughs> typical uh, 2020 energy. Corn the King. Yeah, the Root of Evil was fine. <laughs> Newts and Tights was fine. That was Newts really and Tights made me very uncomfortable with its sexual energy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was you say this, but then you go off on how Andreas is hot, and I don't know how to feel. Okay, that was different. No one can look at the well, don't stop on my account moment and not question everything. I can, yeah, and yeah. I do. Uh, he like, no, that, that, that was a smooth like, delivery, Allie. Like, I can't. Yeah, one shoulder picked it up with the other. It's just, it's just Keith David. He's the attractive. I part. mean, that is eighty percent of it, but also like <laughs> and the other twenty percent is being a guy. Scary, I understand. Yes. Uh, what else? There's, there's just so much. I feel like we can't. I'm still emotional about everything, and just going back and forth with each of these episodes is so much. I, I, 
one, one, one minor thing I want to bring up is that uh, Anne's parents do show up in All In, but they don't show up in the hardest thing. So that, that, mm-hmm. that felt, it felt a little strange to not give them like a farewell kind of moment. But uh, I don't know, that, that just stood out to me. Also, RuPaul was hanging around with them. <laughs> um, but uh, RuPaul's the one to find out that the letter has letters on it um yeah that so, was yeah. Uh, the twist i never saw coming that rupaul <laughs> was going to be that important to the plot this late in the game <laughs> um also um as we've gotten these finale episodes the the end credit sequences have just been very uh very <sighs> nice the, the, the twists they've been giving on them um beginning of the end had uh You're you know, twisting my watching. arm with your- oh, when you said they were nice i'm like alex t- what well the, the, they were <laughs> they were well <laughs> they're well executed yeah, in how emotionally well painful they yeah, were. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> you, you had Mar- Marcy watching the, her Lord of the Rings parody alone. You had uh, the um, the music bots per- playing the end credits theme really creepily as the movie oh, that was, was super good. Uh, and then, of course, with this finale, you had the, the extended, um, credits. extended credits, seeing little shots of Amphibia, and then that last the, that shot, final shot destroyed so, me. Them uh, recreating the. BFF pictures yeah. as adults, and you have the colored drinks uh, reflecting their their gem colors. Uh, I thought for a minute you were going to say their gender. <laughs> wow! <laughs> yeah, it's the three genders. The three genders: pink, blue, pink, and green. Pink, blue, and green. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I think with that we are going to begin wrapping up. Uh, I, I don't know if this is the right time to do like. Uh, Amphibia in memoriam, <laughs> just like, oh, like God. you know, fi- like uh, fi- final words you want. Obviously, we'll talk about amphibia again. Oh, we'll times. be crying just about like, this we, for forever. We, yeah, well, we'll reminisce about the show a lot, but I guess just like final thoughts on like what you feel about the show overall, or anything else you want to get out there before we uh, sign off. Um, Ali, any anything you want to say? Uh, I don't feel safe. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very safe, mood. honestly. Um, no, just this. The, the I think the. I mean, I don't want to end on a complaint, but I feel like the only thing that would have made this finale better. It did feel a little rushed, but like not completely, because I mean, you you can't really complain when you're given thirty minutes. But I think if they switched kind of the run times with all in and the hardest thing, I think it might have felt a little. Not that it didn't feel bad, but I think the pacing felt a little off, at least with the last episode. It just felt like we needed more than 30 minutes. Um, But the overall pacing of the show was just done so well. Like I mentioned before, I'm impressed with how, like, every character got a chance to shine and would come back in a really important way in the end. I didn't really expect it from this show, especially. And I'm, I have to say, I'm glad you guys convinced me to watch it. And I think, like, your reasoning was, like, the A, the humor, and B, the heart of it was, like, Anne and Spriggs' relationship. And I just, yeah. I'm going to carry that with me forever. So I have a lot of friends who, like, not that I can't talk to them, but, like, who are, like, maybe in a different country. And I don't talk to them. And I haven't seen them in years. But we're always going to have that connection. And it just, it hurts so good. And I, I just, I love this show. And thank, thank you guys for convincing me to watch it. I also hate you for it. But um, <laughs> it was a very good decision. Well, and thank you, Matt Braley, and everyone who's worked on the show. Watching season three with you guys live, like I, I'm like shook that we were able to make that work remote for what a year. God, has, yeah. has it been a year since it started? It might have been like that. That was one of the best parts of COVID so far. 
And I hope we can find other shows to keep doing that with. But like, oh man, because I remember starting out with season one, I was just watching that alone, and I would have all these emotions. God, well, not to begin if... with, it was a fun show for a while. You just have, okay, you feel happy, but when the plot started to come in, like, yeah, yeah. It, and, and if I, remember, I like, watched season three, oh, like the finale by myself, I would not be able to. Like, yeah, I would be crying in a corner right now. It's a good show to watch with other people. I think it, it's a very good bonding experience. It's show. a very good friendship show. Yeah. Like, Change and friendship are the themes for me. Yes, yeah, so season three B Escape to Amphibia began March nineteenth or in May fifteenth. <laughs> oh now, my so we, god! We've had but we were two, watching two, two months. A. Yeah, we were watching season three A too in the pandemic. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So that was back in October and November of last year. But, uh, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I have definitely valued the watching experience with you two too. It's been nice to have a show again. The, uh, on, one thing I would want to point out: this was a weekly show. That yes, yeah, weekly is good. Built, built up hype over the course of the if end they, of the season. If Maybe they dumped keep doing that other show at once, please. it would have been so bad. Like, I, it wouldn't have been bad, but it would not have been anywhere near the same experience emotionally watching. It's like you gotta wait and see how things build. It's don't stop doing that. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I I really liked that experience, of like being able to like follow the the course of the course of the season, and that you know seeing it get more dramatic over time. But also, yeah, like the fact that this was a show that always kept the comedy uh, going, but also knew when to like uh, pull back for the emotional moments. Like it, that's always a hard balance to try striking with any um, show, especially one aimed towards uh, towards younger audiences. So the fact that Amphibia was able to do that so well so often is uh, it is a, a treasure <laughs> to, to yeah. find, and and yeah, just like all 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 the credit to like the the whole crew that, that worked on this, yes. Matt, uh, Matt Braley and then all the storyboarders, like uh, so many p- more people that I follow on Twitter than I used to because right. they worked yeah. on Amphibia. <laughs> Everyone's so talented. Uh, yeah, so uh, please, please seek those those people out if you want more um, amphibia content because that I'm uh, a, a decent chunk of them will be putting out more fan art. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sending <laughs> you guys Sashan fan art as we speak. Less, thank uh, you. Good, good. <laughs> I always want to see more. <laughs> yeah, just uh, amphibia. It, it was an, an emotional experience, a stronger one than I have had in a long time mm-hmm. from the finale. And I, this is definitely, and it's definitely a show, especially like season one is just like a good background rewatch, like where I feel comfy enough with it that like, I, I know it well enough, but also like, it's funny enough that I can still laugh at the jokes yes. um, if I, if I hear them out of, out of earshot. So just like, this is, this is going to be one of my like go-to comfort shows, I feel for, mm-hmm. for a while here. Guess who's getting um, an amphibia tattoo? Probably. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to think it's going on the list. I just have to come up with an idea, but I'm doing is it. it. Gonna, you should do Sasha's swords. That's a classic. Yeah, you know, you that always not reading my mind. I don't appreciate it. But <laughs> yeah, I want to incorporate Sprig and Ann into there somewhere. Aww. Yeah, yeah, the dual swords is the, is the official buy tattoo. I mean, now. come on! <laughs> Obviously, I don't know how to use swords, so I just need a tattoo of them <laughs> till I can pay for lessons. Uh, so, yeah, I think with that, we are going to 
end for for today. Um, thanks to anyone who's been uh, listening through. And if for some reason you've been listening to this and have not watched Amphibia, you have we issues. Hope that this, well, <laughs> yeah. But also, we hope that this discussion of like how deep the themes go maybe convinces you to give it a, give it a try because yes. it was a really rewarding experience for all of us here. Yes. So. With that, um, we're we're gonna sign off here. Um, you can find out more about the Overly Animated podcast at overlyanimated.com. Um, you can support us uh, via Patreon at patreon.com/overlyanimated. Thanks to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Kent. And thanks as always to our Patreon executive producers, Steve, Michael, and Phonation. And um, in addition to Overly Animated, you can go find our previous Amphibia episodes on Amvidia on YouTube. That's A-M-V-I-D-I-A. But yeah, we will probably talk about Amphibia (laughs) again at some point, or we'll talk about other shows that catch our interest uh, in the future. But uh, um, yeah, just uh, goodbye, Amphibia, and thanks for, for all the memories. Thanks for all the emotions. And uh, as, as Anne said, uh, let, sometimes you have to let things go, but you'd be surprised what makes makes its way back to you. So we'll see how how that en- that ends up happening for Amphibia. Uh, <laughs> oh God! So till next time, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.